Good morning. Welcome Hi. to the Horny Baptist Church online service. I'm Martin. I'm here with our family, uh, my family, our family, uh, in our uh, lounge. And we're going to be leading the first part of this service, or the introduction bit. And uh, I hope you are well. I hope you are having a good weekend. I hope you've got a coffee and, in, and sitting in front of the TV or the computer or the tablets. Um, thank you so much to everyone that sent in their joining photos of uh, their wedding photos. This proved to be a really popular one. So uh, a big thank you was your idea. <laughs> That's probably why it was so uh, popular. So if you missed that, do go back uh, later and look on the countdown and you'll be able to try and guess whose wedding photo it is if you happen to know uh, the people in Holy Baptist Church. Um, for next time... We would like you to send in photos to join.in or hawleybaptist.org.uk. I want you to send in photos of you in your favourite place of all time. This might be... Oh, the lights are flickering. <laughs> this might be a uh, favourite holiday destination or a, uh, on the dog walk or favourite place, place in the house. In the house. Anywhere. Favourite place of all time. But I want a picture of you in it because we want to see pictures of you uh, most of all. So send that to join.in at hornybaptist.org.uk. Uh, now, while people are gathering, you'll notice there's a comment section. We'd love you if, you'd like, if you could comment in the comment section below. But I want you to tell me what is or are your favourite books. Okay. I don't know why this is... Oh, I like to yeah, do funny do things. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so your favourite books. What do you love to read? What's your favourite book uh, of all time? What's your favourite book at the moment? Harry Ellie? Potter. Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. E, do you have a favourite book? Nemo. Nemo. That's a, well, that's a film. No, but they have, they have she a has book, it on don't they? What's your favourite? Oh, well, I know what your favourite books are at the moment. Oh, yes. I like Robert Galbraith, Corman Strike series. So we J.K. Rowling fans here, because Robert Galbraith is <laughs> oh, yeah. really J.K. Rowling. Um, what are my favourite books? Well, you're reading Star Trek at the moment. Well, I mean, yeah, but it's not my favourite book. William Shatner. Yeah, <laughs> William Shatner. I can't think, actually. Um, your favourite book? Oh, I know what your favourite... Well, you, they were your favourite books. There's a whole series of them that I've just put back on the shelf. Oh, yes. The Shame Eye of the World is. series by um, Robert, Robert Jordan, Jordan, which... If you know, if you if you've heard of that, write in the comment and let me know, because uh, we'd love to know. Because not many people know about that. Uh, yeah, but the Robert Jordan uh, the Wheel of Time series, <laughs> fourteen books, at least a thousand pounds, thousand pages, not pounds per book. Anyway, um, what I'm going to give you, hopefully, written in section is the top five bestsellers of all time. Okay, mm -hmm. so what are the best-selling books in, in English, English in original language. Okay, so that narrows it down. Uh, a little bit. Uh, the top five best sellers. Okay, so are you ready? And see if you know these, read these. Okay, number five. I didn't know this one, but I think there was a film in it. Number five is She, A History of Adventure by H. Ryder Haggard. Came out in 1887. It was a song, wasn't there? She. She. Because I Elvis, Elvis Costello, Abbott, Abbott and Costello. <laughs> uh, and then that sold 83 million copies. Yeah. Uh, number four, favourite of mine, The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe by C.S. Lewis. Came out in 1950 and has sold 85 million copies. Lovely park you can go and see locally. Oh, yes, you can go up to um, Banstead 
Banstead Woods. Banstead Woods, yes. And they've got a line of witch in the wardrobe uh, trail there. Yeah. Uh, nice. Number three, we have got... And then they were, and then there were none. By Agatha Christie, came out in 1939 Ooh. and has sold 100 million copies. Yeah. Wow! I don't know that one. At it's number two, you've Harry read this. Potter? Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone came out in 1997 and sold 120 million copies. Wow. In fact, it's the best-selling book series of all time having sold 500 million copies Still selling, I'm sure. and at number one best-selling book english uh, speaking book of all time the hobbit by j.r.r tolkien came out in 1937 and it sold 150 million copies wow 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 that was a long time ago didn't realize it was that it did come out a long time ago yes so we're going to um uh, as followers of Jesus Christ, as, as Christians, we have a really important book that we like to read. It's called the Bible, and it comes in all different copies and shapes and sizes. Here is it. English was not uh, the original language, here. Though, so that's why it wasn't in the top five. <laughs> no, it's not in the top five. It wasn't not in definitely not written in English originally. Um, and we're going to sing a song that talks about uh, the word, the greatest treasure, the word God's people. Uh, wrote. But it also refers to, in the first verse, a guy called Jonah. And our series that we're looking at at the moment is all about Jonah. In our second part today, we're going to have a story and a craft and a reflection on that. So we look forward to that later on uh, in our service. But we're going to sing a song, a song called Rainbow. Okay. Rainbow. I think, Ellie, you like this one? Hey, Ellie, do you like this one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Here we go. It's not a secret, it's not a fairy tale, it's not made up, Jonah was in a well. For three whole days, one, two, three, the greatest treasure, the word God's people wrote, it's in the Bible, where Noah built a boat, and it rained and rained. The rainbows in the sky to show God's promises are true. The rainbows in the sky to show the world is the only way for your every day. Can we sing that again? Yeah. It's not a secret. It's not a secret. It's not a fairy tale. It's not made of. Jonah was in a well for three whole days. One, two, three. The greatest treasure, the work of people wrote. It's in the Bible where Noah built a boat. And it rained and rained. The rainbows in the sky to show God's promises. The rainbow in the sky to show God's promises are true. The rainbow 
sky to show the world He's the only way for your everyday He's the only way Well done! Good singing! Well done! Now, Ellie is going to read to us a, a verse from the Bible um, it's from Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10. By the way, we'll do our memory verses uh, in a bit. So do you want to read Isaiah 41 verse 10? Slowly, loud. <laughs> so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold up you with my righteous well done, that was a long one. Well done, uh, Ellie. And we're going to sing a song which was a favourite when I was Ellie's age and his age. And called Be Bold, Be Strong. Now you can probably hear Joel in the background. Joel, are you going to come and sing with us? Are you going to come and sing? No. Be Bold, Be Strong. Be bold, be strong, for the Lord our God is with you. Be bold, be strong, for the Lord your God is with you. I am not his face. Oh no, so I, I did that wrong. Let's sing that again. Yeah, when you, I say be bold, you got to go, be bold. Be, let's practice that again. Be bold, be, bold. be strong, be strong. Like that. Oh, we're back now. We'll start that one again. It all went a bit wrong. Right. I'm sorry. See, when I'm not here, it all goes pear-shaped. <laughs> be bold. Be bold. Be strong. Be strong. For the Lord your God is with you. Be bold. Be bold. Be strong. Be strong. For the Lord your God is with you. I am not afraid. No, no, no. I am not dismayed. Not me. For I'm walking in faith and victory. Come on, I'm Be bold, be bold, be strong, for the Lord your God is with you. Be bold, be bold, be strong, be strong, for the Lord your God is with you. I am not afraid, no, 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 I am not dismayed, for I'm walking in faith and victory. For I'm walking in faith and victory, for the Lord your God is with you. we praise you you are with us you promised never to leave us that you are there all the time we thank you we can trust and rely on you amen so big thank you to everyone that sent in their recitations of our memory verse from last week it was romans chapter 5 verse 8 and here they are but god demonstrates his own love for us with this while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5 verse 8. But God demonstrates his love for us in this. But 
while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5 verse 8. Bye. But Christ died for us while we were still sinners. In this way, God shows his great love for us. Romans 5 8. But God demonstrated his own love for us whilst we were still sinners. Christ died for us. Romans 5 verse 8. Bye! Wow, well thank you so well much done, uh, for that. Uh, in a moment we're going to go over to um, a story from Daz uh, of Jonah. Uh, we're going to do a craft, we're going to hear a reflection. But before we do that, just a quick message about something that's coming up from Daz. Here we are. Hey everyone, here's a message for the children. In two weeks time we're going to start doing an extra YouTube video just for you. Really? Every week at 10 o'clock in the morning you can tune in right here on the Holy Baptist YouTube channel yes! for your very own virtual Sunday school. We're going to have a story, we're going to have a craft, we're going to have a game every week, a challenge we're going to set you so you can watch along and join in with that. Ask your adult to subscribe to this channel and like our Facebook page so you can keep up to date when we let you know about things you might need or we want to ask you to join in with challenges we've set. We're also going to be hosting a little online call every two weeks so we can see things you've made so you can tell us about the challenges and the things you've been up to. So once again, like, subscribe to hear more or email to get included in email updates as well. See you soon. Well, that's really exciting, isn't it? So that's going to be changing on the October the 4th. So put that in your diaries and get ready for that. But we're going to hand over to Daz now for our story. Here we go. Bye. Bye. Welcome back to the story of Jonah. This week it's part two. And we left off Jonah was in a boat on his way to somewhere called Tarshish because he was running away from a job that God had given him to do which was to deliver a message, he's a prophet, that's his job deliver a message to the people of Nineveh because they were being very naughty and he, God wanted to tell them to stop being naughty or he was going to squish them but Jonah didn't want to do that so he jumped on a boat in the opposite direction to Tarshish so on the journey there was a big storm, the wind was howling, the waves were crashing over the boat and everybody was freaking out ah! but Jonah was asleep inside the boat and all the sailors went to wake him up and they said how can you sleep at a time like this, get up we all need to pray to our gods and Jonah who'd already told them he was running away from God was thinking what? what's going on, there's a big storm, I'm not sure about this and all the sailors, who again knew that he was running from God, said, what can we do, Jonah? How can we make this right? And Jonah said, uh, he knew it was his fault. Uh, I think this is on me, guys. You probably need to throw me off the boat. But they didn't want to do it. So they tried everything else, but eventually they couldn't think of what to do. So they listened to Jonah, and they threw him off the boat. And as they did, the storm stopped. And Jonah floated away in the sea and a huge fish came and swallowed him up and he was in the belly of that fish for three days and whilst he was in there guess what he prayed to God and he prayed God you've, I was in trouble and you saved me 
you gave me a job to do and I'm gonna make sure I do it. Thank you God for being good. And then the fish sicked him up on the beach. And God told Jonah again to go to Nineveh and to tell the people to stop being wicked and naughty so that he wouldn't have to squish them. Come back next time for the last part of the story and find out what happens to the city of Nineveh. Good morning craft fans! Welcome back to another crafting adventure! I'm Slazenger Sports Suck and here we go! And today we heard all about Jonah having a whale of a time! To make Jonah you will need some card for paper, some pens, some scissors, uh, glue, or maybe sellotape, and a pig! First thing you need to do is draw a big fish. And a little Jonah. Then cut them out. Next, colour in your Jonah and your fish if you need to. And then cut your fish's mouth. Nice and long. Next, and this bit's tricky, you probably need some help. Stick your peg onto the back of the fish. Then stick Jonah on the inside of the mouth. Then turn your fish round and have a look at Jonah in the mouth of a big fish. Take a picture and send it to us here. Well, craft fans, that's all from us this week. Have a super Sunday. Bye. I don't know if you're like me that you love to watch storms. I just love the idea of watching a stormy sea uh, from the warm confines of your home. But it's a little bit different to watching a storm than it is actually being in the midst of a storm, particularly the raging storm uh, in the middle of the sea. And it's the same with life, really. It's all very different when you're in the storms of life and you're struggling. And how do, how do you cope with that, particularly if your struggles are a secret when you can't share it with friends or family you can't ask for help how do you deal with storms well actually the reason for the storm is it's your own fault is there really any hope we're going to look at the story of Jonah who finds himself in a storm of his own making Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. All the sailors were afraid, and each cried out to his own god, and they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. But Jonah had gone below deck, 
where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. The captain went to him and said, How can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us so that we will not perish. Then the sailors said to each other, Come, let us cast lots to find out who is responsible for this calamity. They cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. So they asked him, Tell us, who is responsible for making all this trouble for us? What kind of work do you do? Where do you come from? What is your country? From what people are you? He answered, I am a Hebrew, and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. This terrified them, and they asked, What have you done? They knew he was running away from the Lord because he had already told them so. The sea was getting rougher and rougher, so they asked him, what should we do to you to make the sea calm down for us? Pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied, and it will become calm. I know that it is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. Instead, the men did their best to row back to land, but they could not, for the sea grew even wilder than before. Then they cried out to the Lord, Please, Lord, do not let us die for taking this man's life. Do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man, for you, Lord, have done as you pleased. Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. At this, the men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. Now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. And the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Last week we were introduced to a guy called Jonah, a prophet of God, a man of God. At least that's what you would think until you realise that he's not really doing his job. He's supposed to be a, a, a man who speaks God's words, God's messages to the people. And instead, he runs away from that task. Instead of telling the people God's message, he runs in the opposite direction. And we find him, we left the story just as he was boarding a ship, not to Nineveh, which is where he's supposed to go, but instead in the opposite direction to Tarshish. As was read to us, we discover that pretty much as soon as he got on that ship and they set sail into the Mediterranean Sea, do we find a storm, a great storm whips itself up. And we can tell that it's a really, really big storm because the seasoned sailors that were in charge of the boat 
are really scared. They're praying to their gods. They're throwing their precious cargo, their livelihood overboard in order to lighten the ship. They're willing to do anything to not die. And where was Jonah in all of this? Well, the captain of the ship had to go into the bottom of the ship to get Jonah. And they, he found Jonah fast asleep. It says in a deep sleep. Jonah was completely oblivious to the storm that was happening around him. There was no seasickness for Jonah. He was just fast asleep. Jonah was in a storm of his own making. The storm was there sent by God because of what Jonah wasn't doing. The fact that Jonah was running away, the fact that Jonah was going in the opposite direction. And maybe you have experienced or are actually experiencing a storm in your life and it's all well and good when that storm is you know just one of those things and you can rely on the support of friends and family that you need so much at that time but but what happens if that storm is your own fault what happens if that storm is because of something you have done or you haven't done what happens if that storm is kind of a dark secret that you don't want to share with anyone so therefore you have to battle it alone but probably what was most dangerous for Jonah he was oblivious of the trouble he was getting himself into he was fast asleep and this is the problem this is the danger of sin now sin is when we turn our backs on God sin is when we put something before God or in between us and God that breaks that relationship and Jonah had just had done that he had run away from God and all of us at some point run away from God we may be running to something or in Jonah's case running from something but we run away from God because we said we want this more than what God wants in our life that is sin that is what caused the storm that Jonah was in and sin is so dangerous because sin is attractive sin is addictive you want to sin sin is alluring but also sin lulls you into a false sense of security it blinds you to the storms in your life it blinds you to the dangers that are ahead of you the iceberg that lies in your path it basically puts you in a deep sleep and his captain is is shaking Jonah saying get up get up you know what's going on you got you, you got to pray we're praying you've got to pray it's, it's amusing that this pagan sailor is telling the man of God that he needs to pray and then what we find is the sailors start to cast lots they want to see what is the reason for this storm that they find themselves in what someone must have done something wrong for this to happen and as you'd expect the lot falls on Jonah so they start to quiz Jonah who are you where have you come from what is your people what is your job and Jonah reveals to them look I'm a Hebrew and I worship the God who created the sea and the land in other words I'm not worshipping some small little deity here that you pray to if you want a good harvest. I'm worshipping the God who created the universe. And the sailors shake with fears, they say, what on earth have you done? They knew that Jonah was running away from God. They just didn't realise which God he was running away from. And it was no wonder they were in such 
danger. You see, Jonah's sin, Jonah's choices was having an effect on others. And if you think you can live your life the way you want it without affecting anyone else, you are seriously mistaken. The choices you make and the things you do good and bad affect others and Jonah's choices, Jonah's decisions have put those sailors lives in danger. So they asked Jonah, you know, what, what, do, what should we do? How, how, can we, how can we appease God? And Jonah says something really surprising. He says, chuck me overboard. That'll, that'll sort things out. I mean, how low must Jonah have got to where he was willing to die rather than face the consequences of his sin, rather than face God, rather than do what God had called him to do. And that's the scary thing about the storms in life. Actually, you get to a place where you can't see a way out, where you can't see how to get back on track. Perhaps you're just so ashamed of what you have done or haven't done that the consequences are dire. There is no hope, there is no light at the end of the tunnel. I've been in situations in life where I've been in a storm of my own making. I've been on a roller coaster when I just can't see any way out and I just want to get off. And Jonah's got to that point where he'd rather die than carry on in the storm that he has suddenly been awakened to. Those sailors have woken him up to the storm that he's, he's in, a storm of his own making, the storm that his life has begun, the dangers that he's in. And maybe you need someone that's going to wake you up in life. You may be completely blind to the problems that you're facing. And you, you need that person, that captain of the ship, to say, wake up. You need to do something. Because if you don't, you are going to get yourself in serious trouble. But for Jonah, it seemed to be too late. And the sailors argue with Jonah. that They try their best to sail back shore but the storm was just too big and that's often the case often we can't escape these storms in our own strength it's too late we've gone too far so they pick up Jonah reluctantly they pray for forgiveness and they throw Jonah into that raging water and as Jonah disappears under the waves suddenly the storm stops the waters calm the storm is over and probably as far as those sailors were concerned, that was it. Jonah was dead. Jonah was gone. But actually it's at this moment where everything seems at its lowest, when all hope seems to have gone, when everything has failed, that actually God steps in and helps. We're told that as Jonah descended into the depths, a fish came along and swallowed Jonah. I mean, this whole story is crazy. It's a story of opposites. The man who's supposed to share God's message refuses to share God's message. The pagan sailors that are supposed to know nothing of God are the ones that are praying to God and hearing from God. Whereas Jonah is asleep in the bottom of a boat. And the fish and the waters that should have killed Jonah, in fact, bring him life and freedom. You see, Jonah spent three days in that fish. Three days in which to reflect 
on what had happened to his life. Three days to repent. Because repent, what repent means is to have a change of mind, to turn about face. Whereas before he was running away from God, now is the time for him to turn back to God. And if you read chapter 2, you see this lovely prayer, this beautiful prayer, a poem, really, where Jonah talks about his life and the mess and the disaster he found himself in and talks about the way that God has saved him. And as he descended into the depths of the sea, then God rescues him. And towards the end of that prayer, he makes this decision that, you know, some people run away from the love of God, but I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to sacrifice. I'm going to return to the Lord. And it's at that point that the fish vomits Jonah out onto the shore. You see, you may be swept away by the storms in life. Maybe you've become aware of the mess that you have made of everything. Perhaps you're ashamed of what you have done. And perhaps you still see no way out. But if the story of Jonah tells us anything, it tells us that our most hopeless, at the point when death seems preferable, that God steps in, that there is a way out. In fact, in the New Testament, it says there's always a way out from the sin and the storms that we find ourselves in. The question is, are you going to take it? We're going to learn more about the story of Jonah as we finish it off uh, next week. But the message I leave you with is there is always a way out. There is always forgiveness. There is always an end to the storm if you're willing to trust God, to turn back to him, to change your mind and to return to God.
Prayers by David and Carol. We pray that our government is guided by God during the continuing pandemic when making decisions that affect us all. I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Saviour, who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. Heavenly Father, please give our leaders wisdom and humility to be able to do what you ask and follow your guidance. In Jesus' name, Amen. For those who are anxious as our daily routines change. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Heavenly Father, help us to cast our cares upon you. Please help us to remember that you will never leave us nor forsake us. Amen. For those who are grieving, for those who have lost their jobs and homes. You have turned my mourning into joyful dancing. You have taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me with joy, that I might sing praises to you and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give you thanks forever. Heavenly Father, at times when we're mourning, the last thing we sometimes want to do is to give you praise or thanks. Lord, please put your joy into our heart, lift our spirits, and help us to look to you and away from the problems in Jesus' name. Amen. For those who are unwell in the congregation, for Derek as he is settling into his new home and is now allowed visitors. O oh Lord my God, I cried to you for help and you restored my health. Heavenly Father, at times when we're unwell, it is also likely that we think you're very distant from us. Help us, Lord, to remember that you're not. Come close to those who are unwell. We lift Derek up to you as well, Heavenly Father. Please be with him in Jesus' name. Amen. For those who are new to our church family, may they find love and support in their journey to faith. All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. Dear Lord, for all those who have found you, Heavenly Father, as they encounter us, help us to give them a warm welcome. Heavenly Father, help us to reflect you in Jesus' name. For those who are making our church rooms a safe place for regular groups to meet, whilst maintaining social distancing, for our church leaders, leadership and church family as we progress to a new normal way of life with limited social interaction. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They're plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Heavenly Father, in this time of huge uncertainty, help us to remember this and to trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Well, thank you so much uh, for joining us this morning. Thank you uh, to everyone that's been involved in making this service happen. Uh, we're coming towards the end of our service now. We've got one more song uh, that we're going to sing together. But just a reminder, we were talking about books earlier on in this service. And we are starting a book club. It starts tomorrow. Uh, it's on the HBC Going Deeper Facebook um, group. Just search for that. I'm sure you'll be able to find it. And the book we're going to be looking at is this one. It is by John Mark Comer and it's The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. We're going to be following a, a, a reading plan. There's going to be some videos. There's going to be some discussion questions. And we should be um, starting that tomorrow. Grab a hard copy. But time's short, so you might want to buy a 4.99 Kindle version uh, of it. Uh, but it'd be great if you can join that group and join us uh, in that book club. So that's starting tomorrow. So yeah, hope you've had a good time. Um, we're going to finish with one final song, which is a great song that talks about the fact that God loves us. And it's called Reckless Love. It's going to be performed to us by Dan and Elise. So... Let's sing this together as we close, and I hope to see you soon. Bye.